2: NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Monday, November 14th,
3: and you are listening to NFL Total Access,
4: the podcast.
2: Those are the voices of today's special guest. Voice number one is the co host of the NFL Explained podcast. He is, in my estimation, a beaming light of dignity and truth and passion in a dimly lit world of half-wits and half-truths. He is... Michael Yam, welcome back, Mike Yam. Uh,
3: great to be here. I was actually hoping you would just use Michael Robinson or David Carr's resume for my <laughs> introduction and just substitute That was name, pretty good. But I'll take
2: Voice number one is 63240. No. Uh, <laughs> and a good voice, number, dude. voice number two is not 63240. No. She is the host of NFL Total Access and the L Huddle podcast. She is getting increasingly anxious about all the attention we are forced to give to her Miami Dolphins She is M.J. Acosta Ruiz. Happy Monday, M.J.
4: Very happy victory Monday, but yes, I like to fly under the radar. Mike, you can see the anxiety increasing on her face.
3: It should be joy. It's the opposite. (laughs) 100%. Well, you know what's weird about this? That means that her expectation level was this team was going to be good because I'm smiling ear to ear. My expectation level for the Giants, not
2: nearly as high, so I can celebrate here. We will get to both teams in a moment. I'm your host, NFL Network senior writer Andrew Levy, and coming up on this podcast, Monday answers – to Sunday questions like Was this the greatest play we've ever seen? Cousins
5: back to pass. He's gonna heave one to JJ to the right. Jefferson leaps to catch it, and he caught it! And the, at the Bills 40! What a grab! And was this the worst? First down from the goal strike for the Bills. Josh Allen puts Gabe Davis in motion. And Davis is behind Allen, and he tried to push him.
2: He didn't get out of there. Open i to the bottom of who this person was in Las Vegas, and we will attempt to find out what he has done with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan to pass,
3: and he's going to take off and run, he's
5: got a first down and more, 35,
2: 40, 45, cuts back, 50, still going down the far sideline, first down for the quarterback. We will weigh the dangers to Aaron Rodgers of pulling a fork out of Aaron Rodgers, better to leave it in, right, Mike? And fake handoff to Jones, Rodgers to left side of the ankle, he's got
5: it bad. It is the rookie, Christian Watson, for the third time today!
3: I've watched enough movies to know I think you might be right. About Leave it.
5: the
2: fork in. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. Mm. We will examine the danger Mike McCarthy poses to his headset.
5: Mm. Wow. McCarthy, McCarthy is mad. He firing is the headset head into the ground. Uh,
2: and we will examine the dangers of underestimating any Mike Tomlin team, any Tom Brady team, or any team facing this year's. Chicago Bears.
5: Oh wow. But first, this. Allen back to pass in the pocket to the end zone. Yes! It is by Patrick Peterson! I oh, yeah. he slides down! Woo! And the Minnesota Vikings are eight and one game!
2: Okay, Mikey M. Josh Allen was hard on himself after this loss. Two bad picks and that incomprehensible fumble. Kirk Cousins, had he lost this game, would have been right to be hard on himself. He had two bad picks, if we're being honest, early in this game. Uh, Mike, I'll start with you. What is your response to the suddenly popular narrative that Josh Allen is reverting back to his old self as defined by carelessness and recklessness and perhaps a little immaturity with the football?
3: Ask any person who makes that assertion if they would want Josh Allen to be their quarterback. <laughs> if it's not him, then who? So he's on the short list of, you know, what are we talking about him? Top two, top three guy in the NFL right now. If, if you were starting a franchise, you would point to him. Ebbs and flows happen during the season. It just so happened that we're bunching up a couple of different issues here. Uh, All together at one point, the red zone, the timing of some of these interceptions are certainly costly here, but not overly concerned. What is concerning, and we talked about this last week on the podcast, and uh, MJ, I don't know if you guys discussed it on your edition, M-Rob had said, hey, if it's me, I'm not playing Correct, Josh Allen. Yes, exactly. He said he wasn't going to play him. And my response to that was, if you don't play him, I get it, but aren't you worried about hosting in the postseason? Because this is – you know, there's something to be said for that. They go from – First place in the AFC heading into this weekend to now all of a sudden dropping down to sixth place on the current standings. And that's with Josh Allen playing. To me, that's, I'm more, I'm keeping my eye on that than being worried about Josh Allen.
2: Are we worried about second half Josh Allen? Is it true to suggest that Josh Allen had such a comfort level with Brian Dayball, a comfort level that may not be reached currently with Ken Dorsey? No disrespect to Ken Dorsey. I believe we've just had a minor earthquake. earthquake. We're looking up at the lighting grid to make sure
3: that nothing is This is is
4: now the second time there's been a tremor, and I've been at the NFL studios. You you guys actually
3: thought it was – I thought it was just someone with, like, a big barrel outside. We're hoping it's a big barrel. We're
2: we're hoping it's a uh, post-Germany roll-out-the-barrel. Roll out the barrel of fun, but us I think East that was East Coasters. Size-
4: we don't do uh, all yeah, three of us. Yeah, we don't yeah. do <laughs> that.
2: Was plate tectonics at work, yeah. my friend? I not love you not guys. To- <laughs> if this is it, I love all you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This
4: is the oh, way we go down.
2: You're good? You're feeling good. Okay, here we go.
4: That's because people are talking smack about Josh Allen.
2: I think that's right. That could. Nobody that's the other it. explanation. Is mm-hmm. that there was a disturbance in the force? Based on any doubt, <laughs> cast the way of Josh
1: Allen. He hasn't MJ. had
4: dayball all season long. Thank you for We've picking up where we left off. The last couple of games, by the way, he's injured. Let's be 100% clear about that. He was nursing that elbow all week. That doesn't mean he, just because he played doesn't mean like, oh, he's cured. It's not bothering him. He's not in pain. Be serious about that. I think not all of it can be attributed to the injury. Of course not. And he took accountability for that, which I liked. And I think back to your original question, the maturity is there for him. Now it's about how he responds to this, knowing that there are so many doubters, that there are so many eyeballs, and that, quite frankly, your postseason positioning is in the balance here. I think that Josh Allen will rise to the occasion. I think he's worked way too damn hard to get to this point. This team has certainly done so, but there's a reason why we believe in him. There's a reason why we've been chanting MVP around Josh Allen for the past several seasons. And I don't think that the last couple of games sort of qualify or quantify all of that. Okay,
2: fair enough. Mike Yam, you mentioned the precipitous fall from the AFC top seed to now the AFC sixth seed. That has to feel vulnerable Mm. for Bills Mafia. Mike, do me a favor. Shame on me. I didn't do it myself. Look up the next game for the Buffalo Bills while I ask MJ this. (laughs) MJ, is it possible that Justin Jefferson was designed in a lab and as such is in breach of NFL rules preventing the fielding of (laughs) non-humans?
4: Is that strictly in the rule book? Because I don't know that I've ever seen that. <laughs> I don't know, but let's right face it: now. if it isn't, it um, should be.
2: Let's let's leave wild. no stone unturned.
4: Yeah, it's wild. He he. The way that he's playing, the way that he continues to just get better and more, I think, frustrating for opposing opposing defenses, is pretty damn impressive. Um, I'm really excited for him. I had to face him early on in fantasy this year. I'm glad I don't have to face him again. That's all I'm saying.
2: Was it the best catch we've ever seen?
4: Ever in life? Come on now. I mean, listen, listen.
2: You start to go through the list of catches. So let's do it. Certainly, OBJ. But let's not forget that the OBJ catch was in the second quarter of a game that they lost to the Dallas Cowboys. Let's be clear about that. The George Pickens catch, which I maintain was even better than the OBJ catch, came, I believe, also in a loss um this was a very significant moment in what could be a very significant game looking back on this game uh, from a player who may not be rivaled currently at his position in the nfl who has who caught nine passes with next-gen stats suggesting that nine OF HIS TEN CATCHES CAME WHEN THE EXPECTED COMPLETION PERCENTAGE WAS LESS THAN 50%. THE GUY HAS A CATCH RADIUS ROUGHLY THE SIZE OF MONTANA. Uh HE HAS HANDS THAT MAY NOT BE HUMAN. THEY MAY BE WEBBED AND STICKY. LET'S CHECK ON THIS. THAT WAS AN EXTRAORDINARY CATCH. WAS IT THE BEST YOU'VE SEEN IN A LONG TIME? Uh, IT'S A REMARKABLE
3: GRAB FOR A Mm -hmm. LOT OF REASONS THAT YOU HAD POINTED OUT. it's still a regular season game. I mean, how do we not look at, like, David Tyree, for example? Right. Like, to me, that's – and once again, I don't want to sound like a fan here because I am a Giants fan, but you think that's a Super Bowl. Like, so right. right off the bat, there's the element of the significance of the game. We're talking about week 10 Need that context. in the NFL. Like, is it from an individual athletic standpoint, it's, it's – I don't even know if I put it in the conference. Like when you're the the original and you're OBJ, like to me, yeah. That, I'd still lean that way.
2: Okay, don't ask, don't ask Giants yeah. fans anymore about questions that involve <laughs> both OBJ and David Tyree. But which Tyree? catch would you now, take? Now, but which, here's I mean, you know, here's the interesting thing, Michael, and I think you heard what we we all heard, which was that this catch is being compared or being called a mashup of the two aforementioned sure. catches, the I David like Tyree catch, 100%. and the OBJ catch. Do you have anything to say about this catch other than wow?
4: Wow was exactly what came out of my mouth. But I think the fact that we both hesitated, like, "Ah, that's the best catch I've ever seen. Uh, I think it's because of the context and what point in the year it's been.
2: Uh, Mike, as the uh, de facto researcher in this moment, has looked up the (laughs) uh, record. Thank you for that. Shame on me for the extent
3: of my research. Tell me the next uh, couple games that we've got on deck. There's a run that's about to be had here. Oh, boy. At home. At the Lions, Mm. at the Patriots, they have Mm. the Jets. Uh, We know what's going to happen in the Dolphins game. MJ can tell you about that result. Look. When I say run, the Browns obviously have struggled mightily on the defensive side. I think this is sort of one of those get-right games for them. You've lost two games in a row. This, to me, is bad news from a Cleveland perspective. Um, And the Lions, I give them credit. They've fought hard, and and they've gotten some wins here down the stretch. But
2: I'm willing to say that they'll go 2 and over the next two weeks. I wouldn't uh, argue with that. I think you will argue with what I'm about to say, Mike, which is exactly why I'm going to say it. We labeled the – or at least we described the Minnesota Vikings last week as – the yeah, but team of 2022. Uh, yes, they were seven and one. Yeah, but they haven't really played anybody. Okay, now they have.
4: Mm-hmm. Now
2: they have. And unfortunately, and I think you will agree with this, the yeah, but narrative continues. Because a lot of the people who watched that game yesterday, including myself, forgive me, but including me, will say, yeah, they didn't win it. The Bills lost it. Oh. Is that accurate? No. I- Are we going to do this again? We are going to do this again, and you're you're the perfect man to do it.
3: MJ, last week, M. Rob's here. I derailed the entire show because I was upset that we concoct these narratives in our head before the season and then even during the year. And if a team doesn't produce the way that we thought, we come up with reasons to say, oh, this is not real. Look, the
4: Packers. How dare you not play the way I predicted? (laughs) It's true.
3: It's true. To be fair to Mike, that is absolutely true. What else do we want these teams to do? We have asked these teams every single week on a Sunday or Thursday or a Monday, go out and win. Minnesota has done that. Oh, yeah, but they they played this team without this guy. No. They They won. won these games. And guess what? If they had lost this one, what would we have said about this team? Well, I told you so. Or we'd say, Well, damn, they actually played one of the best teams in the NFL, nearly got a win on the road. Instead, they actually got this victory. They're now sitting eight and one. Kirk Cousins is making plays. It's sort of like the Geno narrative. How many of our analysts said, "Nah, Geno, he's not going to be good this year." But like we're like, "Oh, okay, you know, Geno, maybe a little bit better than what we thought." Kirk Cousins,
2: he's not that good. He can't make these throws. Well, guess what? All of a sudden, he's making some of these yeah, throws after it's, it's true. We probably would have given yeah. the Minnesota Vikings more credit. Those of us who are on this side of the fence would have given Minnesota more credit for us for a close loss, loss than we I know. are giving them that for a win.
0: Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
5: You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
2: Next call, next calamity. This one in Green Bay by the Dallas Cowboys on fourth and three.
0: They're not going to kick the field goal. Oh, they're going for it. Okay. Fourth and three from the Packers, 35. Snap back. Prescott looking, standing, running out of the pocket.
5: Sacked as he throws it out. Incomplete for Pollard, and the Packers are going to get the
2: ball, and a field goal wins the game for them. Okay, so what happened next? McCarthy Gronk spiked his headset. Aaron Rodgers stopped berating Matt LaFleur and led his team to comfortable field goal position, and the rest is Mason Crosby history.
5: Snap, placement, kick is up, and it is good!
0: Yes! Good! And there is your dagger! Okay,
2: guys, Cowboys had won the previous 195 games with a two touchdown or more lead in the fourth quarter. That streak obviously broken. So is the five game losing streak in Green Bay. MJ, a lot of us said Green Bay was probably done and dusted. Two questions. Why are we in such a hurry to put this team in the 2022 rearview mirror? And should we have seen what happened on Sunday coming?
4: No, we shouldn't have. They were not supposed to win that game. They weren't. I sat here last week and said there was no scenario where I saw Green Bay winning over the Cowboys, even though it was at Lambeau Field because of what they have shown us this season. It wasn't a predetermined storyline, the exact opposite of what we were just talking about with the Vikings and Bills. This is what they had shown week after week after week on the weeks that we picked them, on the weeks that we said they were going to get back right, on the weeks that we said that they were going to find their rhythm, that the young wide receivers were going to get it going, (laughs) nothing. So they defied what was supposed to happen. And I don't know that this is necessarily the, oh, the Packers are back.
2: Yeah, I think that's right. That's probably overcorrection, right? Because if Dallas kicks the field goal, let's say, on fourth and three, and they hold the Green Bay Packers on the resulting drive, we are probably talking about Dallas finding a way to win when it should have been easier. And we're talking about Aaron Rodgers unhinged, spiraling yet again, berating Matt LaFleur on the sideline after that third and one where they didn't run the ball. I think MJ
3: makes a really good point, Andrew, about what was supposed to happen. Every time we do Total Access, every time we do one of these podcasts, we have our, I'll use air quotes around experts, who are supposed to tell you what they think is going to happen in the game. Some of our guys, they pull from personal experiences on the field, observations from watching the tape, and and doing projections. Which means that there's got to be some evidence for why you think something is going to happen. And MJ hit the nail on the head here. The evidence that we've seen over the last five weeks is Green Bay is struggling offensively, even in a loss where we saw some signs of life from that running attack against Buffalo. But the reality is Aaron Rodgers in this offense hasn't looked like we thought they were going to look. You have a five-game losing streak. He lost by 17 at home against the Jets at Lambeau. Like, these things aren't supposed to happen. What we did feel was, hey, Dak Prescott and company, I know what Tony Pollard's capable of doing. Mm. I know when Dak's been healthy, so and he's been back in the lineup that what was that week uh, six, seven, whatever it is. The Cowboys are averaging 36 points per game heading into this past weekend. That's the most scoring in the NFL. They were supposed to win this game. There's the emotional element that comes with Mike McCarthy going there. Like, we're going to win it for our dude. And it didn't happen. And that's okay. But now, all of a sudden, we can come up and and take the evidence that we saw from Green Bay and say, is this something that they can replicate? Can Aaron Jones be this guy coming out of the backfield who, once again, I didn't even think was going to play? Like, I – we can't write them off just yet. They, I are think,
2: two, yeah. they are two places out of the playoff picture Crazy in the NFC. They are 4-6. and six. Now, it I think does. what's overlooked in this game is the fact that that Green Bay defense that we thought they were going to have to rely on very heavily this year in the absence of Devontae Adams, right, give Aaron with his rookie wide receiver room more drives. Mm-hmm. Well, that defensive unit came up big when it mattered most in the fourth quarter, yep. um, allowing Green Bay to get back in the game. And I think something else that's overlooked is for me, the best pass I saw in the entire week 10 on Sunday was that long, high, arching rainbow of a pass from Aaron Rodgers to Christian Watson who kind of lost sight of it and failed to make a play on a ball that should have been an easy
3: touchdown. Yeah. When the ball reaches the heavens and comes down, it's sometimes hard to figure where, where it's going to land. And,
2: <laughs> and you saw, that, of course, the shot that they showed immediately after was Aaron Rodgers and they expected some sort of meltdown. Right. He did roll his eyes. But obviously, he continued to feed Christian Watson, didn't give up on him. And Watson ends up being really, certainly the statistical star of the game with three trips to the paint. Uh, So fair play to Aaron Rodgers. We have to give credit where credit is due. He did manufacture a win. I think he manufactured a win more than Dallas manufactured a loss, even with that fourth and three call, because of the Green Bay defense. So let's give that Green Bay defensive unit a little bit of love, and let's move on to Munich.
0: Brady looks, Brady looks, Brady looks back to his right, chose to the left, it's caught! Touchdown, Tampa Bay! right Chris Godwin! Touchdown, Buccaneers! We lead 20-3! Crowd roar in Munich!
2: Munich, Germany, Sunday morning, Geno Smith had the most Geno Smith stat line of the season, <laughs> 275 yards passing and two touchdowns. He does that weekly. Uh, the Bucs, on the other hand, had the least Tampa Bay stat line of the season, 161 yeah. yards, say it with me, no. Rushing. Rushing. Uh, Only seven incompletions on the day for Brady. No sacks. He stayed clean. And, of course, a win. Uh, MJ, why did only Willie McGinnis see this one coming?
4: I mean, (laughs) we know why only willie (laughs) this one coming. But it's the same thing as we were talking about in the Packers conversation. What the Buccaneers have put on the field thus far this season, at least in my estimation, did not give me enough confidence to just go off of Tom Brady's je ne sais quoi overseas to say that they were going to win this game, I really thought that the way the Seahawks, moreover, have been playing this year, the consistency old reliable Geno has been able to come through, I thought they were going to be able to seal an international victory.
2: But, Mike, Tom should Tom Brady we have does seen... it again? I mean, yeah, no, exactly. I mean, should, should we have seen this coming? Because in the last two drives of the week nine game. Sure. Brady looked surgical the second-to-last drive. The penultimate drive didn't lead to anything, but the final drive did, of course, and they got that win. Now, a lot of people said that was a Rams loss, not a Bucks win, but he turned back the clock ever so slightly for those last maybe 10 minutes of that fourth quarter. So I kind of expected him to pick up on that, and we know from all of Willie McGinnis' exhortations that Tom Brady is the most game-plan-ready quarterback. Oh, he's the yeah. the most prepared quarterback. And, of course, when you're talking about a game overseas in a country where we have never played an NFL game before, you've got to give Brady that little it-factor edge that he's going to be maybe a little bit more ready than his counterparts. Certainly, Geno Smith having been thrust into the white-hot spot- spotlight this season. Um, should we have seen this coming? Were we all wrong to doubt Brady, or were we not doubting Brady? We were giving love to a Seattle Seahawks team that looked the better side heading
3: into the game. Totally. I, I think the way you position it makes a whole lot of sense. I think anyone who was picking Seattle wasn't picking against Brady. They were right. picking In Seattle looking good. Yeah. I take it even a step further. If you thought, and I don't, look, I, the reality is I did see some of Willie's comments because I was up early enough to, <laughs> to hear what he was saying. <laughs> I don't fully remember everything that he had said, but the conversation around the Bucks always stems around what Tom Brady can yeah. do. The reality is this team has been historically bad, historically bad running the football. Yes. I mean, I'm talking, yeah. what is it, 60 yards a game? That's like the fewest since like 1950. Yeah, they went from
2: 64 in, in week eight to under that after week nine. Right. So there they were with the with the dead last by far. No doubt. Rushing numbers in the NFL. So then if I would have said to you they'll
3: win this game and they'll you know run for 160 yards or whatever the number is, like how does that happen? So for as much as we want to say, hey, Brady and this Bucks team won this game, I got to tell you the 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 aspect of Tampa Bay that we've been waiting for is what it, where is the help for Tom coming out of the backfield? Leonard Fournette, sort of an interesting story here. Almost didn't even make the trip to Munich. Had a passport issue, oh my and God. very last minute. I mean, literally hours before the flight was taken off is is how he got there. But yet we see Richard White come in and and really perform well. So to me. I still think the biggest takeaway for the Bucs, if you feel like they can make a run, if this running attack continues on the trend, this upward trajectory based off of this game, then I go, oh, okay, cool. They can win this division. Maybe they can get to an NFC Championship game and, and who knows what happens.
4: I'm sorry, what was the passport issue?
3: Uh, he didn't have one. and there was How do you
4: weather. not have one?
3: There were weather issues. And he wasn't. It wasn't getting delivered. And then, sure enough, at I think it was like noon Eastern time.
4: Not an expedited like, passport on a game that you knew you were playing the entire well, think, year.
3: Remember when Daniel jo- when you the Giants what? went to London, right? Like Daniel Jones, there was you know about this, right? Like Daniel Jones, there was worry when he went down. What they were going to do if they needed to go and sign another quarterback? We talked about because this. of yeah, the passport. And then that was going to oh. be a part of the equation. Like, does the dude actually have a passport? in order to go and play it. My
4: passport decide. active and ready to go well in advance in these setter. situations. That's why. Well so I that the show be. doesn't
2: get held up in customs, let's expedite <laughs> this process. Uh, MJ, if a team rushes for two hundred and fifty eight yards in an mm-hmm. NFL game, then clearly the game script, uh, and time of possession, is in their favor and a win is inevitable. Except that it wasn't Sunday at Soldier Field. Takes the snap. Hands to Jamal Williams. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! They are an extra point away from taking the lead in this game. What a drive by this football team. Final score, Detroit Lions 31, Chicago Bears 30. Only one question for this one, MJ. What happened here?
4: Has anyone checked on Adam Rank? I just want to make
2: (laughs) sure I saw him (laughs) walking down the (laughs) record. He Um, did look a little... He looked a little disheveled.
4: Um, Look, I... (laughs) have What happened was my question as well. One point, first of all. Justin, all the questions. Yes. I want to know. I want to go into the team meeting room. I want to understand at at a firsthand basis where the breakdown was or how how you let this occur. I picked the Bears to win this week, which in and of itself is miraculous. I didn't want to leave and I'm rank-hanging, but also because I really thought the way we've seen, especially with the rushing numbers you just gave us, the way Justin Fields has been saying, you know what? I'm going to do it. Yeah, I got
2: it. Two weeks in a row, one was a loss, one was a win, but we saw this new Bears offense. We saw an offense that is replicable. We saw one that is highly efficient, very dynamic, with Justin Fields being his best self. I hate that phrase, but there it is. (laughs) Um, Something happened here that we didn't expect. Should we have seen this coming, Mike? Uh, no.
3: I, I, you know what? I was watching a lot of these games. There was one moment in particular. and it had nothing to do. Well, I guess it had a little bit to do with Justin Fields. But on the flip side, a much maligned Detroit defense has shown some signs of life. When the trade deadline went down and TJ Hawkinson gets dealt, I say to myself, man, like, is that going to turn right. that locker room in the wrong way? And Akuda had that pick six. And I said, I think Detroit might win this yeah. game. You know, when it's other guys and... Units where you're worried about can they execute and there's so much pressure. We talked about Josh Allen, right? Like it's a topic on on total access it, Constantly all the things that he needs to do to help a team win and I think Detroit sits there and goes if our offense doesn't put up 30 plus points Do we have a chance to win and typically the answer has been no and when Akuda had that pick six I said Oh, we might we might have something here, and sure enough, they go on to win. But uh, I'm I'm with MJ on this one. Like there there's there's some questions from a uh, Chicago perspective that still need to be answered. Maybe, maybe it's as simple as Justin Fields is still still young and still trying to figure
2: it out. But I don't think you blame.
3: I
4: don't think it's on, on him. him. No, without a it's doubt. Uh,
2: questions in Chicago. Certainly some hope uh, and uh, an infusion of enthusiasm for the Detroit Lions. Uh, well deserved. Well played, D-town. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast, Andrew Levy with MJ Acosta Ruiz and Mikey M. And we turn our attention now to Las Vegas, to a game in which Saturday met Sunday. Jeff Saturday put Matt Ryan back in the starting lineup. Jonathan Taylor was suddenly spry, and the Colts win 25-20. Indy moves to within a game of 500 at 4-5-1. Five, and one. Derek Carr moved to tears afterwards.
0: I'm just pissed off about some of the things... You know, that a lot of us try and do just to practice what we put our bodies through just to sleep at night. And for that to be the result of all that effort pisses me off. And I wish everybody in that room felt the same way about this place.
2: Now, guys, full disclosure, I was hoping that the manner in which Jeff Saturday was appointed wouldn't be seen to be validated with a win. Uh, so MJ, help me out with this. What should I feel? Help me find an emotional lane to travel in here because wh- help me choose between pangs of annoyance mm. that the Colts won and yet happy for Matty Ice and Johnny T,
4: yeah.
2: uh, empathetic for Derek Carr and the Raiders. Help me. Wh- what lane should I be in?
4: I, 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 put you in a fast outside lane of frustration, perhaps, um, for all of the storylines that we went into very deeply and the, more overarching theme of of this hiring and what this win now vindicates for those who didn't see the forest for the trees and and the bigger picture here, but also frustration for the Raiders. Um, That's what we saw from Derek Carr after that game. And the only way that it could exit his body at that point was through those tears. And I I felt it almost on uh, on a visceral level. I, I don't understand with the roster that they have, with the talent that is on that team, with a quarterback who's been there almost a decade, how there is such a huge disconnect to what we're seeing on the field with this Raiders squad. I was ready to name them, take the division. They're going to be in the post. They're going to be a nightmare for other teams. I just, I don't understand how this is not gelling. Yes, there are big names who are not playing because they're injured, but you still got Josh Jacob out there. You still have Devontae. You still got Mad Max. You still have a... Crap ton of guys who are putting their heart and soul out there and who are damn good at their jobs. Yeah. So, for this to be the result, they had such a huge opportunity this week as well. I I don't get it.
2: Derek Carr reminding us once again, as he has done before uh, with a franchise that has faced more than their fair share of adversity over the last two seasons, Mm -hmm. that they are not automatons. These are human beings, flesh and blood, and families that they miss and that they make great sacrifices on behalf of. And that frustration can come to a brimming, boiling, tearful surface. I saw nothing wrong in what Derek Carr said. I felt badly for him. I suppose I'm gonna have to find a way to feel good for the cult because I do like Matt Ryan and I do like Jonathan Taylor. I don't love how what went down went down, but it's done, they're moving on. Happy for our friend, Reggie Wayne. Yeah. Well done Colts. Important win. That has to feel good.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
5: You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi
2: Okay, guys, let's put ourselves on the clock and go through quickly the rest of the games from Sunday. Steelers 20, Saints 10. And he keeps it, and he gets to the goal line. Touchdown! Kenny Pickett on the
5: sneak from one yard out, and this crowd's in a frenzy.
2: Michael, is it time to stop doubting Mike Tomlin, or is it time for the Saints to stop doubting Jameis Winston?
3: Ooh, uh, I'll say the Jameis side of things, and only because I feel like if you've been doubting Mike Tomlin, you almost don't deserve an opinion <laughs> In the league, let's just be real here. I mean, the, the guy has been – you have arguably the best defensive player in the league not playing because of the pec injury, and then T.J. Watt comes back. Like, you still need guys to right. be able to execute. So, I felt good about the Steelers. In fact, I actually had them winning that game uh, right for once. But the Jameis thing is a little peculiar to me because he has been healthy, MJ, and this is still a guy that – there's some upside with him under center
4: for this team. I don't know. I thought he was still – I'm like, oh, he must still be nursing that injury. Why isn't he – he's not, and yet he's QB3?
2: A head
5: scratcher. Give to Connor off the left side, trying to get the edge. Stiff arming at the 10, the 5. Dice for the end zone. He's in. It's a touchdown for Connor. The offense has come
2: alive under Colt McCoy. Cardinals 27, Rams 17. What's the headline here, MJ, that my backup is better than your backup? Yes. Or is this an accurate reflection of where these two teams stand?
4: Uh, It was rough. I was at that game uh, for the first half there yesterday at SoFi. Um, And and it, it, it was a bit rough to watch if you're a Rams fan especially because again you go back to to the roster of folks especially defensively that you have on this Rams team and D Hop was just doing whatever he wanted to do out there um it's it's another one of those confusing situations where this should not be the result even with two backup QBs starting this game on either side yeah
3: can, can I give one note that has yeah. nothing to do with? Well, it has something to do with football, but not the actual. Well, game. we'd like it to be on so. on topic. But please, <laughs> by all means, the, really, really. You know, I, we talked a little bit about it on Friday on NFL Now, and I know during the game broadcast, I was pretty. I was actually pretty excited because I saw it live when it happened. Um, it was something that we talked about. Huge moment for the Asian American community. Lucky Fo two, yes. Tyler Murray, Taylor Rapp. Um, and Lo mm-hmm. Van Pham was the official uh, The official in that game. First time you saw players that were Asian-American on both sidelines with an official um, that was Asian-American. And Lo Van Pham, we've actually had on Total Access yeah. and told his story. If you're not familiar, uh, grew up in a refugee camp, uh, civil engineer now, and does worked his way up, Big 12 ref, and now in the NFL. Really, really cool moment, so.
4: You love to see it. Yeah, yeah
3: it, was, it was awesome. That may be yeah. the story of the game. Thank
2: you for sharing it. Yeah. Hand off Barkley, runs right to the end zone, touchdown, Giants. Saquon Barkley from two yards out. New York Giants 24, Houston Texans 16. (laughs) Uh, Mike M., Daniel Jones, 13 for 17, 197 and 2. Low reps, efficient with them. Saquon Barkley, 35 carries, 152 yards and a touchdown. Uh, My only question for you, your G-men won a game. They were supposed to win. That has to feel good. There's a relief about that. 100%
3: and I think you hit the
2: nail on the head it was actually I wasn't
3: sure what day I'd be joining you on this podcast and I you always are good about bringing (laughs) up the Giants for me that was the one thing that I thought about not Saquon Barkley's numbers and not with Daniel I'm trying not to think about what happens with the contract with Daniel Jones in the offseason but this is one of those games where it felt real to me what's happening because you took care of a team that you're better than and that hasn't always been the case so to me I felt like Oh, my! My team's actually pretty good, despite what the record is. I was—I actually felt like the Giants were a good football team walking off that field
4: and coming off a bye. Yeah, huge. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Giants move up one spot in the NFC playoff standings. They yeah, they do. In the five-hole, Dallas, of course, <laughs> after that loss, move down to the six-hole. Philly remains number one as the head, the leader of that NFC East. Are you rooting for the Commanders tonight? Tell the truth. Yeah, you know I am. Well <laughs> Fair enough. You know am. Well played. We're going to give Henry a turn. He pitches it back
5: to Tannehill.
3: He throws deep right side. There's Westbrook at Keene. 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, yeah! and so. Yeah! Touchdown, Titans. Oh, goodness. Return to center. <laughs> next
2: game, next score. Titans 17, Broncos 10. Denver loses Jerry Judy and the game. Titans get back Ryan Tannehill. And a bit of a passing game, if we're being honest. Nick Westbrook-Ikene. Am I saying it correct? Yes. No news is good news. That's a yes. Five catches, 119 yards, and two touchdowns. Not much to say in this game other than Tennessee. You won a game you were supposed to win. Mm -hmm. Well played. Your defense did what your defense does, which is to stop teams from scoring. You held an NFL team to 10 points. All you need to know, you're going to win 97 out of 100 of those games. Well played, Mike Vrabel. Well played, Tennessee. Welcome back, Ryan Tannehill.
5: Now Mahomes fires Kelsey. Quick touchdown. Kansas City. A fourth touchdown pass by
2: Patrick Mahomes. Two more games to go. Kansas City Chiefs 27, Jacksonville Jaguars 17. MJ, is Travis Kelsey unguardable?
4: (laughs) What, I, I want to know – I don't know if he's unguardable, but they just always leave the man all by himself like Celine Dion out there. Like, he can get <laughs> open more often than not. They, uh, and Mahomes always finds a way to find him.
2: Okay, a new narrative has entered our podcast. Possible malfeasance on the part <laughs> of the Kansas City Chiefs offense – a cloak of invisibility may be in play. That is also expressly forbidden mm-hmm. in the NFL rule book. No non-humans and no cloaks of invisibility. No. We will follow up on this. Is Mahomes the MVP? Oh. 334 yards, four touchdowns. He did have that one pick, but the man is slinging it. He, he is. Yeah. I thought we were going to start talking about Celine Dion for a second, the way,
3: the, the way you were introing this topic. Mahomes certainly is on that short list for sure. I, I'm curious to see how Philadelphia finishes out their year and how Jalen Hurts looks the rest of, this, the, rest of the way. Um, I, I, I know it's not going to happen. This should make you happy. But I think there's a real argument and case for Tyreek Hill being the MVP this year. And I know people are going to think I'm crazy about it, but tell me the guy that's produced how he has. He's had three different quarterbacks this season, and it's been mostly Tua, but to do what he's doing, I think, is remarkable.
2: Mike M said the two magic words, Tyreek and Tua, and that gets us to the final game.
1: Back to throw. Throws a touchdown, Hill. They are having fun. Because everything they're doing is working right now.
2: Miami Dolphins, 39. Cleveland Browns, 17. Simple question. Tua, MVP. MJ, what say you? Yes. Why not?
4: Why is Now, not that this, the, is not, the other why this is not
2: an emotional yes for you. Why this yes. is an informed yes.
4: To have overcome the adversity he overcame this season, yep. to still be playing at the level in which he's playing now, to have won every game he started and finished with the Dolphins this season, it's along the same lines as the conversation we were having with the Vikings. It's always a, yeah, but when it comes to Tua. What's the but now? Because he's doing everything he's supposed to do and then some.
2: Yeah, the but is like a but in a yoga class, it's getting smaller.
4: <laughs> um, Miami remains the number two
2: seed in the AFC, seven and three, five and two in conference. Oh, man. It's a dangerous team. It's a joyful team. It's a happy team. You saw Tua at the end of that game. I always yep. find that the teams that are loose are super dangerous. That team looks loose to me. He looks joyful. You called out Jeff Wilson the other day. The Wilson, what a move! Come on down! Touchdown Miami! Some fun. Oh my gosh, what a run! And Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, there's an athleticism and a size and a stride and a power in the both of those guys that I do not see in any other backfield in the NFL. You're onto something, MJ. And Although Mostert,
0: yes, 10, 5, touchdown. Open it up, baby, open it
2: up. Is this the most dangerous team to the Chiefs in the AFC? The standings suggest that it is. Are the standings right?
3: I I won't go there. Um, Buffalo, to me, is still, and I know what we talked about at the top of the show here, but I do think, you know, from a complete team aspect, what Buffalo brings to the table on the defensive side worries me a little bit. Um, What I – God, their offense is great, too. There's a – there's more elements and more dynamic pieces in the offenses for Kansas City and for, certainly for Miami. In fact, I'd make an argument maybe Miami's got the most, most amount of firepower because both of, they're able to run the football. Kansas City's obviously had some struggles with that. Buffalo, those are well chronicled. I, most complete
2: team, I, I think I still lean towards Buffalo.
4: Yeah. I don't disagree. Well, if a
2: joyful team is a dangerous team, though, Miami certainly today is dangerous and Buffalo is in danger I want to thank today's special guests, MJ Acosta-Ruiz and Mike Yam. Thank you so much for making the time, as you so often do. Join us tomorrow, Tuesday, when we examine the NFL Total Access Game of the Week, Cowboys-Vikings. That's interesting. Yeah, but no more. Yeah, but no, 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 more. no. no, no. We're They've beaten the, the Bills. Yeah. Now you will expect them to beat the Cowboys. Hell yeah! Well, Hold that thought. Let's hell be yeah! <laughs> We're going to put you on the lie detector test on that one. Please join us then. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the
0: iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever